Welcome back, listeners. This is the 511 Show, and I'm your incredibly sick host, Becky. And I will try not to hack up a lung while I'm recording this welcome. I am here with part two of an episode we did early October, Dave and myself. So it has been five weeks since we recorded. So I do apologize that some of the current news we talked about is no longer relevant. But life's busy, man. Kids are busy. Everyone has so much going on in the fall, back to school and sports and everything else. So I do apologize for that. Um, I also wanted to say just briefly that some of the information that we talk about in this episode, not that there are errors, but there are things that I want to clarify, but I will do that at the beginning of our next episode just because it honestly hurts so bad to talk right now. I don't feel like talking any longer. So without further ado, this is Woke Part 2. All right, well, we are back with our special guest, Dave, who agreed to come back for Part 2 of our Woke episode. Dave, welcome. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me again, Becky. Uh, I really love doing these shows that... Uh, end up painting a huge target on my back. It's great. <laughs> you can only lose your job so many times for the things you say online, Dave. <laughs> yeah, before you're unemployable. <laughs> and right. that, then that would force me into my dream of self-reliance and living yeah, in home setting. So how could it be bad? <laughs> so have you heard of uh, woke washing? No, I have not. Well, washing. Okay, so this is good. This is when a corporation uh, takes on the the whole woke identity mm-hmm. to encourage people to work there or buy their products or whatever, but then in fact they don't actually practice their their wokeness, what they say they are. Oh. So that's called Do you woke have washing. Specifics of this, like any examples that you could share with the group. Maybe an example would be like uh, how, you know, Ellen was like a happy comedian and really nice and that was her image. But then it came out, in fact, that she was really brutal and mean to her employees. So she didn't really practice kind of what she preached. That's not the best example. I'm sure we can think of better ones. But uh, Mm -hmm. uh, woke washing is it goes back again to this environmental social governance. You have to be you know, a woke company to, to be a mega corporation or an international successful corporation, or you run the risk of, you know, failing, not, not being fundable. Hmm. So, but there's a lot of companies out there like that, right? They'll say, mm-hmm. yeah, we, uh, because, you know, 95% of people are uh, attracted to companies or would rather spend their dollars at companies that have some sort of social or environmental consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. So they, so now the thing is for all these companies to claim that they do, and in fact, not a lot of them actually practice what what we're talking about. So that's woke washing. I've never heard of that before. It yeah. makes sense though. Do you feel like there's a lot of companies out there like that? Is it possible that we used to work for one? Uh, <laughs> You're not gonna say anything. Um, yeah, yeah I think that there. There are definitely a lot of companies like that. I think a lot of these um, huge corporations, like let's look at mm, Facebook or Twitter or something. 
they want to be so woke they're actually censoring out anything that is opposite which is the antithesis of of supposed wokeness is you know yeah like look at tiktok they banned uh the hashtag uh, white lives matter the other day no really yeah they did candace owens and her white husband right candace owens is a black was she a a congresswoman i think she is right is that what she does i know that she's very outspoken yes she's in politics she's in american politics and she's a black woman i think she's a political commentator but she's like an activist and um an influencer i guess you could say i hate to use the word influencer because i feel like it's sort of more (laughs) derogatory like like kylie jenner Type term. Well, yeah, I suppose she would be like the pinnacle of an influencer, but um, we don't like to give them credit on the show. But um, yeah, I don't want to say influencer in in a derogatory way because I actually think that there's some fruit to what Candace Owens does. Like she's not just repping, I don't know, some like bloating tea on Instagram for likes and for endorsement deals like she's actually out there trying to do very valuable things for the conservative movement and and she is uh i think you're right she's just an author and a talk show host and a political commentator i do not think she's a congresswoman just check checking into That's it okay we can edit those things out yeah but we don't have to but yeah so <laughs> Kane West and Candace Owens. Owens. Kanye West. Yes. Yeah. Kane, Kanye, whatever. <laughs> they they Try showed again. up to a fashion show wearing White Lives Matter shirts together. Yeah. Okay. Crazy, eh? Bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and <clears throat> Kanye's also been in the news criticizing the whole BLM organization lately. Right. And then he had Sharon Osbourne come out and agree with him. And she like donated like, like, I forget, it was a huge numbers, like, you know, $9 million or something. She wants her money back. No (laughs) way. Yeah. She's come out and been like, I want a refund. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to look that up as we're talking here. That's crazy. Check into it. She wants her money back. Well, you know what? I hate to say it, but I think a lot of people should also want their money back because where did the money go? What did you say? In 2020, BLM raised $90 million. $90 million, yeah. And this is the two founders are like it literally says on their website that they're Marxists, right? I think there's three founders. I know there's two women founders and then they have one of their big time people executives or leaders or whatever you want to call them got into a little bit of hot water because he supposedly used 10 million dollars from the fund for his own home or you know yeah and recently one of the other female founders was in the news because she'd spent a big chunk of money like renovating her backyard or something like that like well didn't the one or maybe all of them bought huge mansions yeah they did and it's I mean, like a personal slush fund right it's like yeah. a, it's like a, a woke righteousness slush fund is you know. right 
I read something online that said that less than one third of the global foundations funds actually went to any sort of charity that does anything good or bad um, beyond mm. like shuffling money to other organizations. Yeah, like I think the idea in its own purity came from a good place after uh, uh, what was that guy's name? George Floyd. Yeah, Floyd, after George, George Floyd was killed, right? Mm -hmm. I think people were right to be angry about that. So I think in the beginning, maybe the idea was good and pure, but like all things involving money, people tend to crater to temptation. So mm -hmm. this website that I read that last fact on, it has this like interesting paragraph to it. It said that one of the worst aspects of this fiasco is the extent to which wokeness and intimidation helped some very terrible people take advantage of some other very terrible people, the cowards who manage corporate America. In 2020, it was all the rage to shovel money out the door at anyone who could plausibly sell them a racial indulgence. Then they found this perfectly named organization. So that's wow. only a Washington Examiner website. But yeah, it's it's pretty well stated. <laughs> so do you like, think that they raised this much money because there was a big chunk of uh, the population after being pushed with this um, narrative that were guilt dumping, right? They, they like, as in they felt like if they threw some money at this thing, they could dump some of their own guilt because they've been told that they're you know, inherently racist because their skin is white. Do you think that happened? Yeah, yeah, I would say for sure. Yeah. Plus, I mean, this all happened, like George Floyd's death was at the end of May, 2020. So for two, two and a half months, we'd been in the pandemic, quote unquote. <laughs> You know, we, we, that was, you know, the first two months of a oh, complete life change that we've never experienced before. Um, so I think people were just like going a little crazy and they needed something to yell about because they couldn't do anything. And this mm -hmm. like got them outside. They were allowed to be together because apparently COVID didn't exist when it was a, a rally for racial injustice. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. that I was like, you cannot go outside, you cannot do anything, but like you can absolutely gather in tens of thousands of people and protest, but also like it burns stuff to the ground. Like, well, to be fair, to of the two pandemics, racism was a bigger one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, but you haven't people being locked inside their houses for that. Yeah, imagine that you had uh, racism lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> you're not coming out of your house until you're no longer racist. <laughs> yeah, until you virtue signal that you're no longer racist. I just, honestly, I hate virtue signaling so much. Like, optics. That's my favorite word of this last couple of weeks. Like, everything is optics. It doesn't matter what you're actually doing. And this goes to your woke, what do you call it, woke washing? Woke washing, yeah. It's the, it's the same thing. As long as the optics are there. Yeah. Then that's all that matters. As long as someone thinks that you're doing what is expected of you or whatever, then yeah. Yeah. That's my new favorite word. I like woke washing too. That's a good one. It kind of conjures up like a like a image of like a like someone with purple hair like just face washing some poor person <laughs> with like a handful of snow, you know, <laughs> a poor something. Person. 
Yeah. Repressed. I'm helping. This is helping. Yeah. I don't know. The hypocrisy of it all is, is the best part of it. Like by definition to consider yourself woke and others not is we talked about it last episode. It's taking some sort of moral high ground. I'm better than you because I've mm -hmm. identified these things and, and, uh, and then that becomes part of their identity, right? Once you get on mm -hmm. that train, you can't, it's really hard to get off of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think there's like, um, and this seems to be like every episode, but like a cognitive dissonance that comes with that too. Imagine if you, for example, gave all this money to BLM and you truly believed in the cause because at, at the foundation of it, it is a worthy cause, right? Sure, yeah. But, um, but then coming or facing the reality that, you know, maybe you were actually scammed into believing something that wasn't and you well, don't want to believe that these people who tricked you into following this movement actually could have let you down i think there's like yeah. a cognitive dissonance behind that and that's like any sort of wokeness right yeah i agree like a lot of things it sometimes goes too far just for the sake of you know expanding itself it's almost like has a life of its own now that kind of woke agenda right like like did you hear about the i think it was berkeley but they had, uh, university? yeah, you, and universities are breeding grounds for this type of, <laughs> you know, thinking. It's but, the indoctrination centers. This is why these people come out so like socially unaware. Yeah. And they, a lot of these places will teach things like critical race theory that just like socialism. Yeah. It, take critical race theory, for example, which basically says that if you're white, you're inherently racist. So like, you're talking about when you're talking about CRT, it's literally the idea of it is racist, right? To even to even think about it is racist. But the reason I was talking about Berkeley, I think it was Berkeley, I'm pretty sure, but they had a um, a student area like uh, student housing area where they had uh, white free zones. What? And yeah, they had white free zones. So like literally you had to ask permission to bring a, a white person to your your uh, place of residence within this student housing area. And there was signs about the laws, the rules and regulations of bringing white people onto that part of, uh, I think it was on campus, but um, that that's how far these things get taken. You know, the, the ideas always start out good and pure and then they, they become perverse through these SJWs that just really want to push things to the extreme and they are extremists of some of the worst kind mm -hmm. right we're I not talking argument that is like these places in america over you know the last century for sure where you couldn't go places as a black person because mm -hmm. it was only for white people right like my brother for example lived in alabama about 15 years ago and went to a golf course that had a sign on the door in 2007 or 2008 that said no black people. Outrageous. That's crazy. Absolutely outrageous. Disgusting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking that places like Berkeley or wherever it was, that's probably their response to that. Well, if we were able to do that with black people for hundreds of years, even yeah. years, right? Even um, the early 1900s. Yeah. Then why can't we do it now? 
I'm guessing yeah. is what they're where they're going with that. Yeah, it's like a tit for tat thing. So acknowledge the past. There were mistakes made, but let's make the same mistakes in reverse to well, correct the old ones. This is why I struggle with when you know the riots, the BLM riots were happening. They're mad and they're tearing down historical figures and and maybe 200 years ago this person was not a great person and for whatever reason white america has put them up on a pedestal right that's why they have statues made of them but erasing history isn't going to teach you anything like, no you can only learn from your mistakes so if those mistakes never happened or at least like for my kids my kids don't know about a lot of historical things that have happened that I know because I went through it, right? Like in 20, 30 years, 50 years time, if those things are erased, how are they going to know to be better? Yeah, like the whole, like being woke is like some sort of time machine where you're allowed to judge the past by today's morality. Like it makes no sense. Like it just happens to be Columbus Day today, right? Oh, okay. And so all the statues of Christopher Columbus, if they haven't been torn down in the States, they're all boxed up. Because, you know, people identify that as a dark part of the past. What's worse is when you look at places like the United Kingdom and they have statues of like Winston Churchill being torn down, right? This person's a hero. He like without that guy in place, we might all be living under Nazi rule right now. You know what I mean? Or statues of like uh, Abraham Lincoln. This man is a hero. He's not... You know, it's not, that's not something to be, the individual was, is living in that period, right? Like, right. But again, yeah, you're right. You can't compare what happened back then to the morality of today because, and it's like when people talk about, you know, the Bible or a history in the name of religion, the violence that happened in the name of religion. Yeah, some very heinous things happen, but we're not talking about what happened five, 600 years ago. We're talking about today. Yeah, you can't just get in your magic time machine of judgment. Right, exactly. Things were a lot different, and none of us were around 500 years ago, 200 years ago, 100 years ago. None of us were there. Like, you can't judge me as a person based on something that my mother or my grandmother or my great-grandmother did, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's not fair to paint everyone with the same brush because people have their own opinions and their own feelings so again the 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 very thing that that movement is supposedly fighting against is the behavior they're taking on to fight it and that's the tough part of it all is it's really hard to recognize from within if you're within something like that yeah, tear down Christopher Columbus. Yeah, tear down Abe Lincoln, right? It's really, really hard in the moment to recognize that what you're doing is the very thing that you're fighting against, right? Mm -hmm. When, you know, all of those things led up to the culture and society we have. And in the West here, we uh, have a lot to complain about, but like this is really the peak of society, right? It's starting to in some ways go downhill, but like we're not Iran, you know what I mean? We don't have the thought police who are literally called the thought police that can kill a woman justifiably for not wearing her, her, yes, exactly. And you see what's going on over there. That's crazy. They're in the middle of a revolution over there and the whole world should be watching. Um, our prime minister is lacking in some voicing support for 
those people over there. He won't make that government. Yeah, he won't declare them a terrorist organization or anything. But you know, I'm sure he'd be. I'm sure he'd be happy to appropriate their culture and dress in their garb and play Mr. Dress Up. <laughs> Actually, that, I have a good example of woke washing. Sure. Our very liberal, very peace-me prime minister, but dressing up in blackface. Yeah. 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 Our our prime minister creating a quote unquote holiday to recognize all of the slain children in residential and then not showing up on the first annual through the past. Yeah. Yeah. September thirtieth, not showing up to your own truth and reconciliation day memorial that you created, you're just on holidays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just gave himself the day off, right? It's a federal holiday, right? <clears throat> you know, I'll just give myself the day off and not like, show I'm up. Just, I'm just curious, does he have days on? Because uh, I don't know. Well, it's days on or when he's in front of the microphone screaming that you're a misogynist and racist. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot of what he does when he's at work. He is the epitome of woke. And yeah. I think that's what makes me so angry. Yeah, he's literally the mascot for this whole woke movement. Like, I can't think of anybody else who would be a better mascot, whether it's climate change or, you really, know. Every single point that comes up, the I support the things meme, he's the guy. He's the guy behind the mask with the Ukrainian flag and a trans flag and... Probably one of those pink vagina hats from the States a couple of years ago. What? Do I remember that? No, I don't, I don't remember that. Know. I think it was like in the height of Me Too and probably some sort of like abortion thing. The, all these women were coming out. And it was like an anti-Trump protest too. They had like these pink vagina hats. <laughs> I do not know this. <laughs> so good. Well, I got to look this up now. Yeah. Wow. I knew the context. Oh my gosh, as I Google pink vagina. Oh no. <laughs> feminist. The pink pussy hat reinforces the notion that. I can't believe I've never seen this. Vagina and a vagina equals woman, and both of these are incorrect. Yeah, um, well, just because you have a vagina doesn't mean you're a woman or vice versa, right? It says the pink hats unite millions at women's marches around the world. Yeah, 2017. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. That's 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 something you else. Weren't a, you weren't a right winger then. Um, <laughs> pretty sure I've been the way I am for a few I years. Not a right winger now either. But no, no, I don't. I don't really identify. See, that's 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 the problem here. Is you need to come up with your own ideas and you can adopt some from either side but you don't want to be um you know putting putting those thought boxes people love putting other people in boxes right and and that's the root of all hate and all division is people want to identify other people as things when they're they're humans right they can have left ideas they can have right ideas you know, don't identify as either. Try not to, even though I'll openly come out and call some of these, 
social justice warriors, you know, blue haired libs. Blue haired, filthy libs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really, I'm not attacking people with all people no. with, you know, liberal ideas. Ideology. I have some liberal ideas too. Yeah, it's the ideology, not the person that we're yeah. attacking. But I don't know. Is there like a superiority complex that comes with that when we're like, oh, that blue haired lib is wrong because they believe such and such and such. Like, it's literally no different than them saying that Bible humping, thumping, what is it? The Bible thumping Christian, she's wrong for her beliefs. Yeah. It's really different. Like, me calling someone out for something that I don't agree with is no different. Yeah, well, I think it is. I think it's a bit different, right? Like, because if if you're putting other people in these thought boxes you're not recognizing the, the humanity underneath you're just identifying them statistically and then that takes you know the person-to-person -person contact out of it you know how when you see interviews you know whether it's charlie kirk or somebody like that and they're interviewing people on the street and they're like do you have any republican friends and the person will say god no They'll say, why not? They'll say, well, I would never be friends with somebody like that. That's that's the divide right there is those people are in boxes and they're saying people in these boxes, I can't. Are a certain way. Yeah, they're they're wrong, they're evil, they're bad. And that's kind of the root of all this. And in the last oh, 10 or 15 years, especially since social media really got big, um, these things have gotten worse. Like I think I read an article once a while ago that was titled how Facebook created a civil war. Mm. And it's because of, you know, these types of algorithms that are feeding people what they want to see. And once you lean a little bit in one direction, they kind of push you in that direction as hard as they can, because you're going to start to devour more and more content. And then when you wake up from your social media slumber and you come back to reality, you've still got all this stuff floating around in your head. Uh, libs are bad. You know, uh, conservatives are, are Nazis or you just, it's really easy to brainwash people, whether it's on purpose or not, but, but that's what's going on, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And it's Can being... we all agree that social media is the butthole of society? Sure. Yeah, I can agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the it's... internet, maybe in general, though I would really like the internet, but social media, man. Yeah, I can totally agree to that. So just a little transition here. What about these woke companies? We were kind of talking about it before. Um, about Do you got one in mind? Well, I have a few in mind and let me know what your thoughts are, whether you think that it is woke or if I'm just being a little crazy here. Um, the MBA. Ooh, yeah, MBA. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's woke? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they've 100% so then... embraced the wokeness for sure. Yeah, they have. For sure. What, so then I guess the NFL would also be. Yeah, with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, right? He doesn't play football anymore, and he was like a premier quarterback at one point. Uh -huh. So I don't know if he's not in the league anymore because of his politics well, or controversy. I thought that maybe 
because of how controversial he was. Like, it's more of a PR nightmare to have him. Mm. Even though maybe what he stood for was good or it had the right heart behind it or whatever. But it was more of just like a public relations nightmare. Yeah, possibly. Um, how about this one? Remember when Coke came out with their uh, uh, their employee training sessions? Oh, how to be less how white? To be less white? Yes. Remember that? That was great. How could I forget? I remember being in Calgary two years ago, and there was a Coke like processing plant right near my hotel, and there was people outside protesting, and I always wondered if that was why. There was signs, and they were picketing, so... That, I mean, that would be me if I worked for a company that gave you training of how to be less white. Like, I can't be anything that I'm, I'm not, right? I can love people. I can be kind to all humans. But I can't be something that I'm not. Remember, so we were talking about residential schools a little bit. And that was the whole point of those schools was to take the Indian out of the child, how to be less native was the whole point of those schools. Yeah, and 150,000 kids, if, if you know someone, you guaranteed you know someone whose mother or father or brother was in that school or they were themselves, right? And there's 150,000 people that went through that and they were taken away from their homes, purposely, you know, sent farther away so their family couldn't visit. They were persecuted and punished for speaking their own language they were or practicing their own religion as far as deaths go um people say if you look it up you can look it up on wikipedia it says between three and thirty thousand people kids died in those schools that's a pretty big gap between three and thirty thousand are you kidding if it's 30 that's like one in five that's 20 percent of 150,000. that's insane the other thing was those like they packed those kids in there because, of course, schools used to get funding per student, right? Now, back then, like in the 60s when they were going, I think the average school would get like, you know, five or 600 bucks per student. They'd get under 200, you know, 150. And the excuse a lot of the time was it was ran by uh, uh, churches, Catholic churches, whatever it was. But the excuse was, well, these people, these uh, priests and, you know, nuns they kind of swore an oath of poverty so it's okay to to pay them less right and you know it was a horrible horrible thing in canadian history and uh it's it kind of compares to the 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 whole coke mentality it doesn't compare right we we can't compare that but you know how to be less white are you serious <laughs> what HR person says, yep, this is a, yeah, this is a good idea. Yep. I think we should roll this out. Like, can you imagine being in a meeting like that? And somebody comes in and says, I, so we're going to push this employee training thing. And if you flip to page four, uh, gives you some ways of how to be less white and everybody going, yep. <laughs> but they had somebody in their marketing department, think this is the best verbiage for this they could have said we're going to teach you how to respect each other better or to understand each other's culture but instead they're like you know we're gonna we're gonna go with be less white <laughs> yeah yeah we're just we're just gonna go all the way like why stop why why half-ass it right just <laughs> go all the way yeah 
Coke is a big one. And I think you were saying before the show Pepsi as well, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, Pepsi had that commercial during the BLM protests, right? Where somehow, you know, the pro protester handed a, a cop on the other side and ride gear a Pepsi and that just made everything better. Right. So nothing like taking advantage of a, a crisis. Like that, that's offensive. Yeah, I'm that is. Not much, but that's offensive. And I think we were saying that it, it was a, one of the Jenners or Kardashians or something. I I can't remember who was in that commercial, but yeah, it was somebody famous. Recall they got roasted for that, though, and rightfully so. And yeah. it's not really her fault, though. A little tone deaf, she probably could have, like, not taken the millions of dollars they paid her to do that but i mean it didn't seem to affect her a few years later like <laughs> yeah okay what about uh more companies here what about twitter oh well twitter has all kinds of things wrong with it right <laughs> well yes to name one though yeah well, i would say because you know they're censoring of conservative voices Yes. That feels woke to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So is, is wokeism uh, primarily a, a left problem? Is that I what we're say, concluding here? I would say so. Tell me what a right-wing believer is woke about. Um, hard work, being useful, contributing to your community. <laughs> but, like, is that... Is that like a social justice thing? Yes, like to, to me it is. Okay. To, to me, contributing to your community in a positive way is a type of positive social justice. But do you see right-wing believing people going out protesting? Like, I wish that left-wing people would work harder. <laughs> like, put in a 40-hour work week. Like, no, you don't see anything like that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let me think. So the question is, is there a... Uh, is there a right-wing equivalent to woke? Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess body autonomy in a, in a way when it comes to vaccines and things like that. Yeah. Some of them are a little psychophantish about it, right? The right has to accept something that they don't believe in but then the second that someone on this side doesn't want to you know be medically poisoned then my body my choice doesn't matter anymore right or like yeah. the left side says let kids transition into a gender that they believe that they are where the right side says like no we don't we don't want you to do that like children should not have yeah, like surgery on kids that are like under like 10 years old, you know? I think if you are under the legal age, if you can't vote, you, you can't buy alcohol, like you cannot transition. That's my personal opinion because I just know what it was like when I was a teenager, how confusing it was to be a teenager. And if sure. I had to think that maybe my gender was also something that I needed to fix, like that would have been really detrimental to my development yeah so imagine being one of these doctors or working in one of these hospitals one of these surgeons that are taking money basically to mutilate kids right like we're talking like like an eight-year-old well let's just uh let's give them uh 
you know, let's do some uh, gender modification here. Yeah, everything's cool. We'll just operate on you, little Tommy, and then when we're done, you you will be a female. But you don't even really get it because you're eight. But your parents are, are woke, so they're so like, yep, this is the right thing for Tommy. This is how Tommy feels, so let's do it. Let's let's perform that gender mutilation, and here's some money, too, while we're at it. Like, I think those people are sick you should seriously look at your career and think maybe this isn't you know my best contribution to humanity but the problem is the people that are performing these types of surgeries they think that is the most positive thing they can do they think that's the most the best way they can contribute to their society and they're proud of it it's outrageous it really is yeah. But so do you think that these people who do the surgeries are they doing it because they believe that this is the right thing for these children? Well, how how could you do how could you do something like that without believing it's the right thing? Or is it a money thing? I think it's is both. It? Yeah. But I don't think you can I don't think you can do it without believing in it. Mm-hmm. Like, could you? No, I guess no, not. Of course I not. I suppose it's like the abortion thing. Like a doctor who doesn't believe in abortion isn't going to be the one to do your abortion. No, never. Right? Yeah. It's just it's not going to happen. I think we could add um, certain healthcare companies. I guess that's what they would be. But certain healthcare organizations to the list of woke. Like companies. who? Who do you think? all of them <laughs> all of them well they are all practicing esg because they're all funded by these great big conglomerates so mm-hmm. you know if you're not if you're not practicing environmental social governance and you're not woke then mm-hmm. it's actually the opposite like you know how there's that saying you go woke you go broke mm-hmm. right but but it's it's actually the opposite. If you aren't woke, you will go broke if you're one of these mm-hmm. major corporations because... Well, there's got to be, like, a middle ground for you. Yeah, well... Somewhere where you can, like, help everyone feel included but also not push it down people's throats. Like, that feels like a nice, happy medium. Yeah. Is there an example of a company like that, though? No. <laughs> I don't know. I think I work for a pretty inclusive company, but I don't ever hear about anything being pushed down anyone's throats. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But as far as like major corporations, I don't know. Yeah. I think here's the problem. If any major corporation comes out with any statement that is even a fraction right of center, they're canceled. Hmm. Right? They can't even talk about any values that they may have because it will cancel them. So yeah. unless you're publicly willing to come out and talk about how woke you are, um, that that's the only public statement you're really allowed to have, I think, as a major corporation. Yeah, so like the cancel culture thing really got going with like the Me Too movement and that was probably a good thing. Like you had these scumbags, like whether it's Harvey Weinstein or whoever that, you know, they were synonymous with Hollywood. They were the industry. So people felt pressured to give in to, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, come do a reading at my hotel room at uh, 1 a.m. Like, come on. become famous if you just put it in your mouth yeah so so like like that that's a good thing like where people came out and criticized you know 
people who are basically committing assault from a position of authority, that's, that's an example of something good that's come out of the yeah. whole woke movement, right? Um, and there but is that, other... That movement was extreme, though. It got it's to the point where it was extreme, yeah. Like, like I'm anything else. There is no validity to it because, again, the at the core of what it is, it is a very important movement. Oh, do you know how that affected men, Becky? If you're, say, if you're good looking and she finds you attractive, then your advances are just perfectly fine. But if she's not into it, oh my God, you're, you're harassing her and you can be canceled. It, it really scared the crap out of a lot of men, for sure. Uh, but a lot of them deserved it, so. Yeah. yeah, but when we say a lot of them deserve it, I think it's a very small fraction of men. Yes. Who deserve it. Yes. You know, you know what's another wokeism that bounces around? Toxic oh. masculinity. Yeah, I don't think it exists. No, I don't either. Sorry. Is there, what's toxic femininity? Is that feminism? <laughs> Feminism is a very toxic movement. Um, again, at the basis of it, at its most pure form, that women also deserve the same rights as men. Yes, that yeah. is a very important part of history. 100%. However, however, it's the superiority complex, again, that these women who hate men so much just based on the fact that they have different sex organs than they do that puts them on an elevated platform or a high horse and they can look down on you be simply because you're a man yeah but like you can't control that you're a man i can't control that i'm white this person can't control they're this this person can't control that they're that that's just the way god made you yeah, what, what I think is interesting about the whole feminist movement, and I think it's a, a good thing, and it definitely has a place in the evolvement of our culture and our society and the way we treat each other. But once it gets to the point where one sex is hating another, that's where you lose me, like, every time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I understand there's probably some... You know, it's not everybody, but there's probably some extreme feminists. Again, we're talking about extremists here, right? It's always mm -hmm. the extremists that ruin every good idea. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, for and they for, always come full circle, like we talked about. Like they want to change the very thing that they hate, and yet become that. And then they become it. Yes, yes, it happens every time. Every time. It literally happens every time. It's called this episode Irony and Not Woke. <laughs> like, yeah. That's totally what it is. Okay, I've got another company. Sorry to transition like that. Okay. Disney. Disney? What about them? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disney is so bad. Disney's a huge... Are you talking about how everybody started freaking out mm -hmm. because they like like their TV shows and stuff now? They, they have to have... Uh, diverse yeah. cast and all that, or they, or are you talking about like the the Black Little Mermaid? What was? No, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. Disney wants to put itself out there as like, well, they're panderers. Well, know. yeah, because they're the happiest place on earth. Yeah, so, and I, I agree that the history of Disney. This goes back to the same thing we were talking about. The history of Disney is that they were 
having only these white, perfect bodied little princesses on there and the people of any sort of difference, uh, people of color, people of disability, even people of sexual identity, whatever, weren't represented. So I, I know that that must have been very hard for people. Sure. Right? And I yeah. understand that's what they're doing, but I don't like Disney is for little kids. Like, do my kids need to see like a gay couple on a Disney show? Like little guys? Do they need to see that? Like, why does it need to be sexualized? Yeah, that's the problem I have with uh, any of this woke stuff is why does, whether it's the shop teacher in Ontario, why does, why do we have to bring sexualization into kids' lives to teach them this something? This is how I feel about, like, pride, for example. For years, I wanted to go to it, and I never did, and I wanted to take my kids to it, and I just never did. I guess I had better stuff going on in June that I just never ended up going. But now, looking at it from a different lens, like, why do I need to bring my children, or why do other people need to bring their children to really a thing that is glorifying sexuality? Like, my kids do not need to know about that. They don't need to see that. And yeah, and there is. You want to have whatever, a parade or an event where you you're seeing you know these sort of couples or throuples or identities or whatever but like are most of them half naked and making out and like spanking each other maybe like yeah i mean you want to teach your kids acceptance of other yeah. people but like you don't have to have drag shows for kids like you have to draw the line drag is not for children i've been no. to dozens of drag shows and they are not for children as much as they want to say that it is it's not because it comes out of a place of sexualization and yes. kids do not need to be faced with that because like we said earlier being a kid is already very tough and confusing it, or if you're adding sexuality onto that that's extra confusing Mm-hmm. yeah and, you know, it's such an impressionable age, right? It's not appropriate. And neither are that shop teacher's gigantic prosthetic breasts. Well, <laughs> like we said before, no one's taking him seriously. No, no. Yeah. Um, I've got one more company here, and then I'll drop the whole company woke thing. Okay. Uh, Netflix. Netflix with, like, uh, what was that show they had with the cuties. kids? Cuties. Cuties. Terrible. Brutal. Terrible. Can Terrible. you believe that? I wish I watched it, but no. I don't think it's on. Did they take it off? They must have. They no might have. Them. Yeah. It never came across my feed ever. Because... Yeah, it might have been on American Netflix, but that was basically a show of, I think it was four 11-year-olds who were in a dance troupe. It was so hyper-sexualized. These kids were, like, grinding on the floor, and they were, like, in these skimpy little outfits. Like, it was horrendous. So how did Netflix justify that though? Like how did they I, what was I their freedom response? of expression, freedom of speech, I don't know. Like we've got pedophiles on our board of directors. Like how would you even I I, I don't know. know. How how would you justify that? The production company who made this movie as well and like 
the parents who allowed their 11 year olds to be a part of it like there's just so many things that are wrong but like so many people came out doing the wrong thing to lead it up to this point right like at yeah. some point someone had to have st said no this is not appropriate yeah but they were listened to apparently so mm -hmm. you know it's another good one is amazon and this is Oh. probably right now because uh the lord of the rings series yeah. has come out that tv show and there's all these people like within the first day that that show came out they had to drop the comments and rating system and it scored horribly on rotten tomatoes really? like i think the show is great but there was all these purists like uh tolkien purists who were like uh <laughs> Well, you can't have a, a black person cast as an elf, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't fit the story or a black person cast as yeah, a hobbit. No. Like, it's you know. Elf. It's not even a real thing. It can be literally any color you want it to be. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, a make-believe <laughs> like character, yeah. right? So, but I think they're kind of woke, but in a bad way. And I think they're woke in a way where they see humans um, as not necessarily part of the workforce in the future, whether it's them and their automated stores. Yeah, or if you look at Elon Musk, did you see the robot that, that they came out with? Elon no, Musk? I try to not pay attention to Elon Musk. Okay, well, he, they recently came out with this robot and it works on AI and it can learn and apparently they'll be available. Okay. Yeah. And they'll be available within a year for under 20,000. And the idea is that they can basically replace large swaths of the population in the workforce. And then what do these people do? Sit at home and make no money? I don't know. Sit and collect their basic universal social income or universal basic World income. Economic forum. You will own nothing. And you will like it. Yeah, so they sit at home and they eat crickets. And then when uh, they get alert on their uh, Apple Watch that says they're available to drive their electric car now because their carbon credits have been replenished, you know, that that's kind of what we're heading to towards. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's, like, even, like, near where we live in Atchison there. That's, like, for people who don't know, that's between Edmonton and uh, Spruce Grove, and it is like an industrial area of town, lots of businesses out there. But the Amazon that's being, I think it's done at this point, or it's pretty close to done, but it's gonna be completely automated. No, like no humans. It's only being picked. All your orders are being picked by robots. Perfect, yeah, why not? But like, has anyone seen Westworld? Yeah, I haven't seen the latest season. There's so many robot movies. Yeah, yeah. I heard the last season of uh, Westworld was super good. I haven't seen it, but... I couldn't get into it after the first season, but I understand the concept. It's yeah. pretty sketch. Let's replace people with automation, right? Yeah, no. And a, what is it, like a self-actualizing robot? Did you, did you hear about the... The Google guy, the Google engineer that came out and said one of their AIs had uh, became sentient and now had a soul. He said what it was, a, yeah, he said it was alive. How does it have a soul? Uh, I don't, because it could feel and it 
was a individual. It became alive, basically. Anyway, I think they ended up, they put him on probation or whatever, and they ended up firing him. But, but he was so... But you're not going to take that information and go on? This is literally the plot of Westworld. Or of Terminator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Terminator. Where the machines become alive, basically. Oh, and they, my goodness. Well, you know, I was chatting with Eric, my father-in-law, the other day, and um, he keeps coming back to stuff in the Bible where they talk about in the days of Noah. Um, so it shall be in the end days. And, like, the days of Noah were horrible, right? And, like, God sent a flood and he was gone. But, like, we, we ended up talking about transhumanism, like how hmm. that's going to be likely the the corruption in the world, right? They're going to promise these people, hey, you're not going to die. You're going to live forever or at least a lot longer. You're not going to get sick. You're not going to need money, I guess, right? And people are going to gladly sign up for that. Well, yeah. Now, if you look at like the metaverse and all that kind of stuff, I think I saw something the other day and I think it came out of the WEF where they said uh, in order to control population, people would begin having metaverse children, like digital children. Like a nano pet or like a Tamagotchi? No. Yeah. Like a, like a child that only exists in the metaverse. That's not a child. Yeah, I know. I know, and, and that is a path towards controlling overpopulation. Outrageous, what some of these people think. Good. I mean, look at China. They were ahead of the game over the last 40, 50 years. Yeah, and that led to, you know, infanticide or enforced yeah. abortions, right? Like, terrible things, man, so happened over there. Babies. Yeah, because their one-child policy is it's outrageous the things that happened over there like the horrors you can only imagine like forced abortions like are you serious that's that is eugenics movement yes yeah like it's literally some of the worst stuff imaginable it really is like the their one child policy has led to you know so so many deaths of people that would have been you know contributing members of society right so Um, like so there's like a movement where you could be woke like that how they treat their people how they are basically genocide on their people their even their social credit scores how they've locked people in their houses for all these years like these are things that if you want to be woke about something like that, that's something you need to protest. Yeah. That's literally an Orwellian state over there. They have more CCTVs, you know, CCTV cameras than the rest of the world combined. Like literally there's people over there who are trying to fool the facial recognition software on these cameras that are on every street corner by painting their faces, different colors. And somehow that confuses the actual, uh, artificial intelligence involved in the facial recognition. Weird. Yeah, seriously, it's it's a thing, right? But but part of that system is designed to like identify people who have like who are like uh, like the Uyghur Muslims, right? Yeah. Like, it's a class based society. We all live in a class based society for sure. Whether it's you know about wealth or or lineage or whatever it's about, but over there they've. You know, they've taken it to a new level where it's like, oh, you're a Uyghur Muslim. Guess what? You're going to, you know, that pink Himalayan salt that's really good, the rock salt. Well, 
guess guess who minds that no <laughs> yeah for sure in work camps you know that they're just thrown into they're not treated as human and and that's the, that's what's really behind the whole transhumanism uh push right we're, we started out with wokeness and now we're on to transhumanism where it's okay to take a group of people that don't identify the same way as you know what's acceptable and to just turn them into slaves that's okay right that's how far it's it's going right mm -hmm. so transhumanism is just about devaluing humans and if you devalue one type of human you devalue them all mm -hmm. and that's a problem for sure yeah it's funny how like the transition into transhumanism from woke but i say this on all the episodes like everything is connected Mm -hmm. you get down the rabbit hole when you see it for an agenda you realize how connected everything is the push for transgender the push for being a vegan or eating bugs the push for owning nothing you know your gas and your inflation being so high that you can't afford it the jobs going covid like everything is just connected down mm -hmm. the little rabbit hole yeah it is all connected for sure well i will sign off here shortly i think i will leave you guys with um just a little story here so over the past month Brittany aldean she's married to country singer jason aldean and she's a uh, an outspoken republican i guess but she had made a tweet a couple weeks ago talking about how um, she's so thankful to her parents for not changing her gender and just letting her be in her tomboy stage. Well, like, the social justice, the keyboard warriors, like, they came for her and they roasted her. And it was so bad that Jason Aldean's PR firm dropped him as a client, I guess, because of how offensive she was. <laughs> wow. Outrageous. Yeah, like, that is crazy. Point, at what point are you canceling freedom of speech? I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, I think you, you're allowed to just be able to have an opinion at some point. Right? Yeah, well, we kind of, because of the way we're all so connected, whether it's social media or the internet or whatever it is, this squeaky wheel always gets the grease, right? So it's that lowest common denominator. All it takes is one person to be offended by something, and that's it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess on that note, we will say goodbye for tonight. But I so appreciate you being here to chat with me about this. Probably people will listen to it and think it's just like a whining session. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Love, love being on. Becky, you got a great show. And keep it going, for sure. You're making a difference. You're making a change. People are listening. And good for you. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you so much. And like I said in the first episode, get on. You haven't made your program yet. No. Like I said in the first show, check out Dave's show on the road with Dave. Yeah. When it comes out, you'll have to just get a little more social media inclined here and do a lot more posting about it. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll work at it this week. Definitely. But it'll be good. It'll be like a little satirical. I'm sure it'll be a little dark. I'm sure. Yeah, it definitely will be dark, and uh, but it'll be a lot of fun. 
I think uh, we're going to go on some interesting journeys. Uh, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, it'll looking be forward. a little less clean than my show. Yeah, sure. yeah, it probably yeah. will be. Yeah, which is okay because there is an audience for everything. It sure is. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks right. for well, thanks for having me, Becky. It's great. Of course.